All right, I want to thank everybody for joining us again for another episode and edition of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. This has been an amazing ride and some of the most enjoyable interviews come from the people who actually within this pandemic, you have found the closest people just through being intentional. Intentional conversations on social media, intentional conversations just in our personal endeavors. And I think that that is the best template and format to building bonds. And so today, uh, we have none other than the founder and CEO of Capture Sports Agency. I'm excited because this is our only, uh, only our second uh, agent, FIBA and WNBA agent that we have on the call today. We have Chantel Smith-Jones here with us, and I'm excited to get into this conversation. So I'm going to go ahead and send it to you. I appreciate your time and being here because I know your schedule is full. I'm going to let you <laughs> introduce yourself and we'll get this conversation going. Definitely. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for having me, Chelsea. This is um, amazing. Um, and, you know, just to give a little background by myself. Um, like I said, my name is Chantel Smith-Jones, just was recently married in July. Congrats. Um, I'm the CEO. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm the CEO and founder of Capture Sports Agency. Um, I am also certified with the WNBA as well as FIBA. Um, and I am located here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where I am born and raised. I like it. So, you know, I'm excited here because we also have past servant leader uh, Shannon here with us, too. And she's definitely repping and excited about your orange hoodie, too. I told you, y'all got to find me one, man. They are literally <laughs> nowhere unless it's an XL and I can't do that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, we we always talk about normalizing coaches and leaders and athletic professionals of faith. That's the whole reason why we're here. And I tell people all the time, like sport is the one avenue that it doesn't matter where you come from. We can unify on so many things just by that sport that we play. Can you talk a little bit about where your passion for sports came from and then leading into starting your own company and agency? Definitely. Um, so at the age of three is when I actually started playing basketball. You know, I had a basketball in my hand. I was dribbling and stuff like that. Um, going to the parks, playing out in the streets, stuff like that. You know, I didn't have the money for AAU, so I didn't get the opportunity to just travel around and get that opportunity to play. So I had to, you know, play where, you know, I had the opportunities to play, which was, you know, at the parks or um, in the streets or something like that. And then um, from there, you know, I played basketball in middle school, I played basketball in high school, um, thought I was going to go to the WNBA, uh, figured out that was not the case. Uh, <laughs> so um, from there, I had to figure out, you know, how I could still, you know, be in the sports industry and still be able to make a difference. So um, I picked up track my freshman year in high school, um, didn't know anything about track, um, ended up making it to um, state my junior and senior year in track, um, and then that's when I got, I got my scholarship to run track at Indiana Tech, um, and then when I got to Indiana Tech, I thought that I was going to be an Olympian, and that was a no-no too, because <laughs> uh, like I tell everybody, you know, I got here and everybody was running like zebras, so uh, that's just not what I'm capable of doing. <laughs> uh, so um, I've been around sports all my life. Um, pretty much um, grew up watching Reggie, Reggie Miller play um, back Come in on. the day. Yeah, <laughs> when he was playing against Kobe. Uh, so that was like one of my biggest uh, games I've seen uh, when I was growing up. So uh, being in the sports industry and being around sports was huge for me. It was a pretty big deal. Um, my mom played sports. My dad played sports. 
Um, they didn't go, you know, too far. But for me, sports was sports was huge for me. Um, and and just fast forwarding a little bit. Um, so like I said, I went to Indiana Tech, and then that's where um, I was taking sports management. Um, and then my sports management advisor, you know, was talking to me about you know all the avenues in sports. Um, and I knew I wanted to be a sports agent, but I didn't know how. Um, so I found an internship through LinkedIn um, with this small agency um, called Max Sports Group at the time. Um, and I was there for about a year, year and a half. Um, and then I heard, you know, God's voice tell me, you know, it's it's time for you to bring it home. Um, and at that time, I didn't know what that meant. Um, so I kept on going and going. And then God said, you know, I need you to bring a sports agency home um, back to your community so that you can, uh, you know, be that difference and, and be an influence in your community. Um, you know, when God speaks, you don't question it. <laughs> so here, nope. <laughs> so, um, but even still, I found myself questioning God. And I said, you know, why, why do you, why are you choosing me to uh, bring this sports agency back to Fort Wayne in this male dominated industry? You know, I can't do this. I don't even know why you see fit, you know, that I should be the one, you know, to carry this through. Um, so I was coming back from class one day and, and I was crying. I was talking to God and I kept asking why. Like, why me? Like, why are you choosing me to do the impossible in my mind? Um, and then that same day, God just told me, you know, if I called you to do this, then you're more than qualified. Um, and then at that time, um, that's when, you know, I knew that I had to buckle down and, and get to what God has called me to do. I'm sitting here muted. See, you had me like so hype on that because you said a whole word. I be trying my best and I'm going to have to figure this thing out because I tell people all the time, I'm going to need a co-host because sometimes y'all say some things. I'm telling y'all, that's just it. I always tell people all the time, God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the call. All you have to do is be open and willing to be his vessel and walk Amen. in. And for you to say that, I think it's amazing, especially when he speaks and we, we may not always understand what he's trying to say, but all he asks is for us to trust him. And, mm -hmm. and look, here we go. I think that's amazing. And, and, and that comes with the building of your faith. So can you talk a little bit about the foundation of your faith and your faith journey? You know, some people we had it young, some people find it later in life. Can you talk us a little bit about that faith journey, how you got to know him as your personal savior? Definitely. So um, pretty much like everybody else, I grew up in the church. I'm not a preacher's kid. Uh, my grandmother is a preacher now. Um, but I was, I was always the kid where I fell asleep in church when I was younger and <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't really care for it. Um, and then, um, from there, you know, I got away from it in high school, you know, didn't, you know, didn't keep going. Um, and then when I got to college, um, is when I, you know, ran into my, my, uh, my best friend, Chloe Brooks. Um, and I saw how much her, her relationship and her passion was for, her passion was for Christ. Um, which egged me on um, and showed me that, you know, there, there is, you know, a blessing and a healing and knowing Christ and knowing who he is and, and how he can, you know, change, you know, the way you see things um, and incorporate things in your life. So um, that was like my freshman year. Um, it took me a while to adjust. Uh, for the most part, I was, you know, listening to all the trap music and, and all the other stuff. So <laughs> had to revert from all of that. That was a doozy. Um, but for the most part, you know, my sophomore year, I really started, you know, get more um, into the word and get, you know, a closer relationship with God. Um, and as I developed that foundation, um, he started revealing more and more to me on um, what he wanted for my life and, and what he seen fit, you know, for where he wanted to take me in my life. And at first, 
you know, I wasn't ready to accept that. Um, but as I got closer to God and started to talk to him more and get a more um, better relationship with him, um, I started to see that, you know, what he has for me is better than what I have for myself, you know, because our thoughts are not his thoughts. So talk to uh, him. <laughs> so, um, you know, just growing that relationship, I know that it's changed a lot um, for me, um, just understanding that, you know, just because things don't happen, you know, when we want them to happen doesn't mean that God doesn't have you know, something else down the line, you know, just because a door is shut don't mean that another door has not been opened. Um, and I've, I've realized that and seen that so many times um, in my career. And I just know that if I stay faithful and stay true um, to who God is and how he um, uses me um, in every area of my life, um, then I'll be able to grow um, and lean in that direction that way. You know, I keep telling y'all, I grew up in an old Baptist church. And, you know, when folks speak like that, you better be glad it's virtual. But when COVID gets on the other side of this thing and I'm doing in-persons, y'all gonna get things thrown at y'all because y'all come on here and just be speaking whole gems. I'm telling you, what God has for me is better than anything that I can have for myself. And I think that's amazing. And exactly what he says in his word, if we're faithful over a few things, and that is what I see when I see what you're doing. That's what I see when I see what a lot of these servant leaders are doing. You're so humble and you're so faithful to what he says and you're obedient, even when it doesn't make sense, you know, Amen. understanding what God has called and asked us to do. And especially in a field where you truly have to have some discernment. Can you mm -hmm. talk about discernment and the importance of discernment when it comes to making decisions on who actually you will represent? Definitely. Um, so for me, it's, it's, um, you know, this industry is hard, um, especially for women, especially being a young African-American woman um, in this industry, um, especially being in the W because the W is not that big. And, you know, you have to cut so many corners and, you know, it's not, it's all about who you know, but also who knows you. So um, it's definitely staying, staying faithful and knowing that God has our best interests um, and knowing that, you know, I'm not going to try to cut corners. I'm not going to try and, you know, break I ain't gonna say break the law well yeah break the law I'm not gonna try and break the law and do things um to get an upper hand what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pray my way through it I'm gonna talk to God and see you know God which way is best fit for me to go about the situation um because I don't want to force it I don't want to just jump into it I want to be able to have your favor um and your grace and mercy to know that, that um, where I'm going and where you're leading me um is what's best for not only me but for the company as well um so for the most part, when we are recruiting talent um, for our agency or even our interns for that matter, um, it's pretty much all about, so, you know, we want to look for people who, you know, want to give back to their communities, want to be an entrepreneur, um, want to be something bigger than themselves. Our whole goal with Capture Sports Agency is to capture our athletes to be more than athletes. You know, we want them to be role models. Um, and more, you know, you're more than just an athlete that dribbles a ball on the court or something like that. Uh, so we want to push our athletes to be more than that. And another thing is, so Christ, we are a faith-based agency. There's no agency that's going to come out and say that they're faith-based. And that's our foundation um, is Christ alone because we can't, we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything if Christ is the center of our agency because without Christ, we can't grow. We can't go to those places that God needs us to go or wants us to go. Um, so with God being the center and having that reach um, with the agency, you know, we've been able to, you know, get clients who fit, you know, what we're doing. You know, we don't just go after any athlete. And I always tell people that, you know, just because we're a faith-based 
agency doesn't mean we only go after faith-based clients. Right. No, because God didn't just only talk to those, you know, who were, you know, Christians or anything like that. God talked yeah. to everyone. God was in everywhere, blessing everyone, influencing everyone. And that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to let people know that we are faith-based, but we're going to help you get to that point as well. You know, we're going to help you understand how to pray. If something's going wrong um, in your career with your family, we're not going to tell you to uh, do something wrong. No, we're going to sit down with you and we're going to pray about it. Um, and we're going to find, you know, ask God for some, some, uh, some guidance and some leeway um, on what he thinks that we should do and stuff like that. So um, that has really helped us um, with the agency um, and with me at, um, as well, because I know when I started out, I was going um, super fast. You know, I wanted to do everything so fast and be pushed to do so many things. And, you know, God just told me, slow down slow down and trust me and, and be faithful and know that where I have you is where you need to be. So for me, that's, that's a huge part of how our discernment has went for the company. Be still and know, be still and know. I love that. I think that so many people, um, they do approach it in a way where they may feel, well, I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody. But I was writing this down on my personal devotion time the other day. And I said, you know, if God didn't want differences, and this is just one instance, why when he had Noah build the ark, did he take all, one at two of all species? If he mm -hmm. didn't, he would have said, okay, I just want the elephants and I just want, yeah. he didn't work that way. He mm -hmm. loves abundance and differences, right? And so if that is the case, he doesn't sit here and just say, what good are we? That's why I tell people, we got to go outside the church. If we're in yes. the church, we don't all have it right, but you're trying to you're trying to be there in emotions. Majority of the time, it's the religion that people fear coming. But when they can see the walks of us, when they can see the light in us, we don't have to say a Amen. word. We just mm -hmm. have to walk and live in the word. We don't have to say a word. And I think, I don't think, I know that that is what you're doing. And isn't it amazing how God can take our passions and develop an avenue for people to find him while we're just living in our truth, living in yes. our walk? yes. <laughs> So amazing. You know, majority of the time when people see you and see anyone that is progressing, being successful, doing all of those things, right? Especially when things may not be going okay for them. They think things came easy. They think that, oh, it just fell in your lap and it didn't come without trials. And that's not the case. We know that to be mm -hmm. true, but the fact of the matter is people see the final product. We don't always show the struggle. Has there ever been a time in your life where it was kind of hard to see God, where it was hard to see him, but then he showed up right in the nick of time. Yes. So for so many times, like I said at the beginning, um, you know, I, I jumped into the agency thing so quick because I was being so obedient um, to what God wanted me to do that I didn't, I didn't sit there and figure out what it was that he wanted me to do, like what steps and how he was going to guide me um, and stuff like that. So um, for the most part, there were times where, you know, I thought that, you know, there was times where I didn't have clients, you know, I didn't have clients on the agency and everyone knows you're not an agent unless you have any clients. So the first thing agents want to do is, you know, try to hurry up and sign people so that they have that, that sense of having something. Um, and for me, it was, it was, I was like, you know, I have to be that person. If I don't have that, then I'm not that. And God said, you're, you're, you are what I called you to be. And ever since then, it was like, you know, I'm not going to try and put myself in this jar where everybody else is. You know, that's not where God wants me to be. 
And, you know, there was times where I was struggling, you know, I didn't, I didn't know the game. I didn't have any mentors that helped me. So what I did was I spoke, I went into prayer and I talked to God and I said, you know, God, um, I'm in a place right now where I'm struggling. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know how you want me to do it. Uh, I don't even know how you seem fit that I was the person to do this. And what he told me was stay educated. You don't know everything. Mm. Keep yourself educated and know that I'm going to continue and lead you and guide you in the right direction. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So know that I have your best interests. And, and for there, um, from there, I started, you know, educating myself. You know, I went to agent school. I went to pro scout school. I went to uh, business sports school. And, you know, I'm, I'm continuing to educate myself in this industry so that I know how I can best serve um, not only my clients, but the industry as well, because I definitely want to be, you know, an influencer um, and someone who can be a voice for women in sports um, and as an agent as well. You know, I want to be that voice. Um, and then the only thing God kept telling me is continue to educate yourself, continue to serve. Um, and once you do that, um, everything else will come into place. Um, and I know for me, um, like I said, it was definitely hard to get clients at first because I didn't, I didn't understand, you know, how that was. Um, I was reaching out to people to try and get mentorship. Um, and it, it just wasn't working. It wasn't going the right way. Um, and God said, you know, keep, keep doing it how you're doing it. Um, keep believing in me, keep trusting in me and I'll bring them to you. Um, and little, little do I know after that, you know, I started gaining mentors, um, in the, in, in the NBA and the NFL, um, and the WNBA and stuff like that. And stuff just started, start, stuff started flourishing. Um, like when I, you know, just stood there, sat there, beast, and I, you know, kept still and let God work, um, in my life and in the company. Um, and when I did that, um, things just started you know, watering down um, and things just, you know, started to flourish and started to grow. That is amazing. I mean, just a whole word that comes from there. You can tell that you've become, you know, totally dependent on him, exactly what he asked us to do, totally reliant, obedient to what he's saying. But you mentioned something in there that I think is so important and that I try to touch on oftentimes is mentorship, right? And that is a loose leaf word, okay? Because again, I tell people we have to stop using words by their definition and we actually have to start displaying them by our actions. How important is spiritual mentorship? You talked about it being so hard to kind of find that as you start to progress in this journey. How important is for us, and I think we are a whole woman set on this fellowship today. How is it important, especially for women, women in sports, to not forget that we have mentors, but that we have to reach back and help the next generation? Um, it's extremely um, important and it's huge because um, you know so many people are like you know I had to go through the trenches to get here or I had to go through this I had to go through that that's fine it's all fine and dandy but that doesn't mean that the next generation has, has to do it the same way um, and you know God always says lead by example you know so if you're if you was led that way change up change up the diaphragm change up how you know you went about that um, and for me, uh, I know it's, it's all about, you know, my way is, you know, through internships and then also being able to reach back into my community and, you know, establish jobs and um, events and stuff for my community. You know, people who don't often get that, because I know here in Fort Wayne, we don't have too many sports jobs, you know, that are available, you know, for sports management students and sports marketing students and stuff like that. I want to be able to grow my agency where I can be able to help, you know, the people in my community as well as the women 
who are inspiring to be sports agents. I want to be able to reach out, talk to them, let them know, you know, what's out there, what they need to be um, ready for and stuff like that. Um, just because I wasn't given that doesn't mean that the next generation um, doesn't have to see fit for that. And I think another thing is we have to be willing to do that. Um, I think a lot of people, um, especially women, you know, who are in these, you know, top places where, you know, people are trying to be at, you know, they don't want to give back because they're scared that just because they got there, that the next person is going to get there quicker and probably, you know, surpass them or do better. And that's not, that's not where we want to be. As women, we should be trying to pull each other up only because we're already still fighting for a seat at the table. Come on. And, you know, if we, if we're continuously fighting for a seat at the table and we're not letting our other, you know, female counterparts come up, we're already, we're slicing each other's feet right there you know so no one's able to keep coming and having a seat at the table you know you have like three women at the table and then those three women are like snakes and they're like you know you're not coming you're not coming you're not coming and then now it's like we're still not getting seats at the table so since we're not getting seats at the table we're not growing you know as people or even as women so I feel like we definitely need to go in we definitely need to you know step outside of our ego and and be servant leaders and reach back and touch the females um, of these athletes um, and do that for sure. I think that's golden. I think that is golden. And, you know, of course, naturally it is one of the most iconic pictures. I think it will be uh, one of the most iconic pictures in history that will go down in history uh, with, you know, our new Madam Vice President, Kamala Harris, shout out to her. And, you know, our forever first lady, Michelle Obama. And they captured it so well uh, to the point where there were no words that we heard them say, but you knew what they were saying was, girl, I'm so proud of you. It is your time. And the very thing I said to that was, that is the, that is the major part of getting better and succeeding. When you can legit help somebody and want them, when you can cheer for them when it's your time and when it's not your time. That right there will move us forward. And I think that is key in what you said. You mentioned the key word in there with those actions and it's being servant leaders. The whole reason why we're here, the whole reason why we have these fellowships and conversations. And I tell people I'm on a mission to make the longest but most authentic definition of what servant leadership is to you in your walk. What do you feel and how do you show servant leadership? Uh, I feel like servant servant leadership is is listening, you know, listening, um, guiding, um, giving the advice that you were given to help that next generation. Um, it's it's giving um, when it's not required of you to do so, um, and it's definitely just having that integrity and being honest um, and just reaching back and being able to grow um, and lead that environment of people that you have with you. I think that's huge. And I think it's golden. Uh, you know, I always say, and people will continue to hear me say that time is the one thing in life that when we give it, we can't give it back. And, and it is the most valuable for that reason. But the best part that you said is giving, giving of yourself, even when it's not required. So often we'll see someone need, we'll know that we can bless them. God speaks to us to tell us, you know, you need to do that. It tugs at you. If you don't know what that feels like, it will tug at you until you find a peace after you do it. And it's making sure, I've even heard people say it's serving when it's not convenient. Mm -hmm. But knowing that if we have something to give, we need to give it because it's not ours anyway. Yep. Amen. 
Look at you. We're going to do a few more and we're going to get you all and out of here. My girl has a plate today, y'all, and we're so thankful. Servant leaders, they have agendas, y'all. And so we, we wanted to make sure we got you here, but definitely going to be uh, respectful of your time and your next uh, leadership move. I always say this, and I think it's amazing because it is the one way that when life has a way to bring its storms or come through, it centers me to understand you do realize the same God that got you out of the last storm is the same God that's going to get you out of this one. And we can get so caught up in what's going on that we can forget, yo, really? Do you not know who we have on our side? So if I say God is, how would you finish that sentence? What is God to you? Man, it's it's so many. (laughs) I know. Oh, man. Uh, God, God is my agent. That's that's the crazy thing. Uh, um, God is my agent. Um, For me, it's um, because, you know, if you think of what an agent is, uh, you know, they are, you know, teaching their clients, you know, how to be the best version of themselves um, and how to um, not only help themselves on the court and off the court or off the field, um, but also um, their families as well. And God does all of that. Um, so for me, being an agent or being God being my agent um, is is so much more um, than than what it's it's given off or what I've said. You know, he's he's my healer. He's my he's my father. He's my you know he's my everything. And and I can go on and on about what God is to me. Um, that is so crazy. We'll be on here all day. Uh, Tell you. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, for the most part, God is definitely he's definitely my personal agent. I love that. One, it's new. Okay. I love those, but it it is, it is a practice. And I charge anyone who is listening and who listens to the podcast, whenever you are going through something, I charge you just take a moment out and just say, God is, and you let it rip. And, And just like you said, you will be there all day. You will begin to know that he is more than enough than what the current problem. You have one problem sitting on your plate and you're going to rip off so many uh, resolutions that God is. He is a healer. Amen. He is my agent. He is a provider. The last time I was going through something, he solved that problem. He is a wheel in the middle of the wheel. We can go. And mm-hmm. I appreciate you saying that because it helps us to understand that no matter what I do or what I always say to people, no matter my position, I cannot forget who positioned me there. That's a word. Amen. <laughs> Come, Come on, on. now. <laughs> Don't start with me. I'm trying to get you out of here. Don't you start. <laughs> As we start to close up so I can get you on, I, you know, in these times and people truly did feel that when 2021 rolled over and the calendar flipped and the clock struck midnight, that things would just wash away. Mm-hmm. There were some people that truly did believe that, but in the, the vision that we have and the understanding we have that things work in God's time. Yes. What's some encouraging words that you can just say to the listeners that, you know, are really struggling right now that we're still in this pandemic, uh, regardless of your views in the change of regime in a political situation, that God is who he is and that we just got to hold on to him because that's what I heard a, a large streamline of your message is being mm-hmm. able to hear him. So what's a current encouraging word that you could give for our listeners that can, you know, hold them over and help them know there's some hope? I'll say two words but God everything could be going south but God you know rent could be due and you have no money but God 
you know god is just such an, an amazing person who who is just going to keep pushing and keep growing um and keep learning how to do these things um so for the most part uh, i would definitely say but god i will also say um stay encouraged stay in your words stay faithful and stay true to who god is um and know that you know he has your best interest and he's going to continue to lead you and guide you in the right direction um as he sees fit um, and just because one door is closed does not mean another door will not open. God opens windows, cracks, doors, uh, <laughs> everything. So uh, every every little space that you can get into, you know, God is God is there and God is able. You're not trying to get off this call today. You're not. Yes. <laughs> I'm just, you're just not. Like I'm trying to assist and help, but you keep you keep allowing Him to use you in such a way that is so powerful. That, mm-hmm. you know, but God, that right there, I tell people all the time, that's it. That right there is a way to get you, get you your breakthrough. Because you can sit here and pay attention and no matter how bad you believe that you have it, but God, I could have, but God, I should have been, okay? Because he doesn't treat us as I He doesn't. And Amen. so when you say that, that is amazing that in this time, no matter the positions that we seek, as we go and we reach to normalize coaches, athletes, and athletic professionals and faith, we're going to see hard times, but you have to understand who you are and whose you are. And no matter what you're going through, he will bring you out of that if you just trust him. Amen. Amen. That's all facts. <laughs> can you tell our listeners where to find you, how they can follow you on social media and all that good stuff? Because we're definitely going to keep watching and listening. Definitely. Uh, so you can you can follow me on either Instagram or Twitter um, at Agent um, CSJ uh, or not CS yeah CSJ. Um, and then you can also follow the company um, on Instagram and Twitter at Capture Sports. I love it. I thought you said my initials there. I was like, you can follow me too. <laughs> no, you know, I really appreciate your time today and your message. You know, this is definitely one of the ones. And as I told you, you don't stop what God's will and plan is. So I appreciate you even, you know, to uphold your part. Cause I want to let you guys know, I said, we can switch this thing around. She's like, no, no, no. But when God calls, you have to move. And who am I to ever stand in the way of that? So I thank you for allowing your time to reach so many things and so many people. I appreciate you for being obedient, not only to this endeavor, to everything else. And it is my prayer that God continues to bless you and everything that you do, because we need people of faith that is standing in these, you know, these, these, these walls, these professional walls. We need these faith-based people to grab these people, these athletes and be their agents. Because mm-hmm. not only will you become their agent, as you said, that God will become their agent too. So Amen. just know you are now part of the Servant Leader family. We appreciate you. You are always welcome back anytime. And if there's awesome. anything we can ever do for you, all you have to do is reach out. And before you get ready to go off, we're going to say a prayer for you so that you could be safe and successful. So if you could bow your heads, everybody. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you right now for this time. We thank you, Lord God, that in the midst of scheduling in the midst of our jobs, Lord God, that we find it not robbery to still just do your will, Lord God. It would have been easy just to say, no, I have something else to do, but yet you still gave this servant leader 
the presence of mind to come and speak, Lord God. We know that all things work together for the good of them that love you. And we love you, Lord God, so we're waiting for your good. We ask that you continue to be our agent, Lord God, and help guide us and lead us, Lord God, in the midst of this world and all of the uncertainty, Lord God. You have a will and you have a plan. So we thank you for the but God moments. We thank you, Lord God, for being a will in the middle of the wheel, Lord God. And we thank you just for everything that you've done. Help us to be a beacon of light, Lord God, so that those that may not know you find a light to find you. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.